Now, boys and girls, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to write a theme. Project-based competency-based education, online and hybrid classes, demand every disruption of global education systems in history. I'm Jimmy Leonard. This is Kicking It New School. New School is Nano Learning, Part 1. You know that scene in Big Hero 6 where Hero is first talking about microbots? It's his invention of these little robots that the user can control with his mind. For whatever reason, that's what I think of when I hear the word nano learning. Let me see if I can play this clip. This is a microbot. It doesn't look like much, but when it links up with the rest of its pals, things get a little more interesting. The microbots are controlled with this neurotransmitter. I think what I want them to do, they do it. Super cool, super underrated movie. Obviously, the bad guy steals the neural cranial transmitter so he can weaponize the microbots, and the only way to stop him is to suck everything into a portal. We've all been there, right? But anyway, coming back from that rabbit trail now, nano learning is actually not a bunch of mind-controlled robots, disappointing as that is. It is not a new term for Facebook algorithms to learn your every habit. It actually refers to super short, highly effective learning at the student's own pace without instructor guidance. It is bite-sized knowledge acquisition, and it is changing the way we think about education. Nano learning. We use nano learning really every day. Learning in little bitty chunks at point of need. Or there's this. One of the, the, the new nomenclatures or, or things we've heard about is this thing called nanobytes or, or bytes of learning where in, what, 10-minute increments you'll, yes. you'll get something that, I won't say, oh, hopefully makes you a little more knowledgeable. So how do you assess what somebody's learned in, in 10 minutes <clears throat> well, in a, with a nanobite? A nanobite. So that boomer who's trying to explain nano learning is a guy by the name of Ralph Thomas. He's a CPA from New Jersey. And that clip is from a reaction video on YouTube that is literally titled, What is Nano Learning? And is it coming to New Jersey? Like, watch out. Ah, nanobots are taking over New Jersey. Anyway, in this miniseries, I'm going to talk about the what and the why of nano learning. If you're already pretty familiar with the concept and you're just here for the demonstration and teacher hacks, feel free to skip ahead to the next episode where I do that. And if you're listening to this on the very first day that it drops, it might not be up quite yet. I'm more like Disney Plus than Netflix with my episode publishing, but be patient. It'll be there soon. But for now, we will answer what is nano learning. 
really in the past year or so, I've seen nano learning balloon in popularity as this buzzword among fringe experimental educators. This is something that consultants and edtech innovators have really gotten excited about, sometimes even to a ridiculous degree. There are all of these articles online that will try to distinguish microlearning, which is typically defined as a five to 10 minute mini lesson, and nano learning, which is even shorter, like the length of a TikTok. I think that's a silly thing to argue about. I would use the terms interchangeably, but the point is that we are seeing a trend of short duration, high impact lessons. This is the opposite of that intro to poli sci class that you took in college. The one where you sat in a lecture hall for 55 minutes while a man in a tweed jacket just talked about postmodernism with a 36-slide PowerPoint that was 90% text, 10% line graphs, and 0% pictures, while meanwhile you were toggling between typing disorganized notes into a Word document that you will literally never read again and refreshing your newsfeed to see this endless stream of status updates even more boring than gluing your butt to a gum-covered 1970s manufactured auditorium chair with that stupid little half-desk that's too small to hold your MacBook, your Pop-Tart, and your Nalgene. And then, when it was finally over, the moment that you stepped outside into the fresh air and sunshine, you realized that you remembered nothing. According to Microsoft Canada, the average human attention span in 2000 was 12 seconds. In 2013, it was 8 seconds. The attention span of a goldfish, 9 seconds. That's kind of embarrassing on our end, don't you think? That's a newsy piece from 2015 reporting on this Microsoft study that, as you heard, supposedly measures the average attention span at eight seconds. Now, while that's a fun number to quote and lead with in a clickbait headline, the study itself was more about the average amount of time that people view a web page. So it's more like a bounce rate than anything else. And a lot of experts in the field have raised their eyebrows at this commonly accepted idea that we're somehow, as a human species, no longer capable of paying attention. Neil Bradbury, who is a physiologist and a biophysicist from the Chicago Medical School, published a paper in 2016 where he essentially debunked this idea that humans only have goldfish-level attention spans. His findings from a literature review were actually that students exhibit a huge variety of attention spans depending on what they're doing and the method of instruction and even the instructor himself play significant roles. Which really makes more sense. Most people can pay attention to all 2 hours and 32 minutes of The Dark Knight, but can barely suffer 10 minutes of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, they both have Batman. No, they are not the same. So upon debunking this idea of kids these days don't have any attention span, it's worth asking why an idea like nano learning would have any traction at all. My answer to that is not so much about the duration of the content. It's about the customization of what a student wants to learn. This is YouTube. This is Wikipedia. To an extent, this is Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, A while ago, I had to redo some wiring in my house. I'm not studying to become an electrician. I wasn't interested in a 14-module course about how to install a panel and keep a house up to code. There was a specific thing that I wanted to learn, so I went on YouTube, watched a short video, and then I did it. This is how we live our lives. 
I want the collected knowledge of the world, but I want it a la carte. I want to know certain things about astronomy or botany or plumbing, but I want to know just those things. And I'm not interested in a four-year degree program to learn it. So Einstein's general theory of relativity, which is the uh, our understanding of how gravity works in the universe, says that any presence of mass or energy will warp the fabric of space and time. And so you can think to yourself, imagine warping space and time in such a way that you can cut a portal from your location in space and emerge in another location in space. That's Neil deGrasse Tyson explaining a wormhole. And like him, love him, hate him, I know there's a lot of opinions about Neil, his career, his rise as a public figure and science commentator is founded on his ability to take complex topics and translate them into digestible, bite-sized mini-lessons. So these wormholes, which we can describe on paper... I see this online, and I don't feel like I have to go to graduate school to learn what a wormhole is. I can watch a YouTube video, and it's clear, it's engaging, it's informative, and in just a few minutes, I have some basic understanding of how this works. What does nano-learning look like in the modern classroom? Well, that's what everyone's trying to figure out. That is the billion-dollar question. What it means for a lot of teachers is short lessons. Ditch the 40-minute lecture. Delete that massive PowerPoint with guided notes where students have to sit there and fill in the blanks for, like, forever. And I've done that as a teacher. I talk for half an hour, and then a student in the back raises her hand and is like, what was the second to last blank on the bottom of page three? And I just have this realization that maybe, maybe all I've accomplished is teaching kids how to copy down words from a whiteboard and that they haven't actually comprehended the lesson. But nano learning and its strength isn't just about having really cool five minute lessons that will stick with kids and engage their minds. Nano-learning is that mythical marriage of learning targets and student interest. How can we make every single thing that a kid has to learn 100% relevant and engaging to that individual child? It maybe sounds like this pie in the sky, but it's actually what YouTube is close to accomplishing in an organic way. Let me give two examples, one math, one English. In math, in algebra, let's say, we end up with a learning target like students will be able to evaluate an expression with one or more variables. Like I'm already snoring when I hear that language. The old school way of doing this is to put this torrent of numbers and letters onto a whiteboard, you know, 4x minus 5y when x equals 10 and y equals negative 2, that kind of stuff. Now, some kids get it right away. And then they're bored out of their minds for the rest of the week, the rest of the month, maybe even the rest of the year, as the teacher keeps going over the same examples. Some kids still don't get it, no matter how you stir the alphabet soup. Well, what if we do 2a times 8b, where a equals 25 and b equals 0.5? Like, does it help to use a and b instead of x and y? No. So the golden idea of nano-learning is to decentralize the entire process. At its core, 
It is a rejection of the one-size-fits-all, one teacher must teach 25 students at the same pace in the same way. It is the most hardcore differentiation you've ever seen. Maybe one kid is struggling with the concept of a variable, and we have to start there. So okay, how do you want to learn about variables? Sports analogy? Music analogy? Hilarious cartoon with a pinata getting smacked open by a baby chinchilla wielding a pickaxe? Maybe one kid understands variables, but is actually just bad at computation. Well, we can address that. How do you want to review order of operations? Do you want this highly applied, real-world explanation, or do you just need a different voice than your teachers explaining the process in a friendly, non-judgmental tone? When we have this library of videos and activities, we create a thousand and one ways for students to learn the same core concept while letting them apply it in a way that fits their learning styles and interest. So you get the point. I said I'd talk about it for English too. So instead of everyone writing a persuasive essay about the same book, what if kids could all write persuasive essays about books of their choosing? Now apply that nano learning Every reading passage and writing prompts could be chosen from a library, all with similar learning targets, that's key. Proponents of this method aren't saying that we should skip the fundamental building blocks of elementary and middle grade education. Choose your college major, that's fine, but every student can learn the same basic core competencies in a highly personalized and efficient mode of education. And that last part is key. Because probably the number one argument against nano-learning, other than the sheer logistical challenges of curating a resource library that actually achieves this vision I've described, the main challenge to nano-learning is that certain subjects are just too hard to break down into bite-sized components. And I think that's the biggest mistake, if we want to call it that, that a lot of educators make with this method is that they try to fit too many learning targets into a nano module. This is not choose five things and teach them really quickly. This is teach one thing really quickly and then do it again four more times for those four other things. It's like we're cracking the human genome or looking for elementary particles. Every lesson has to break down into simple components. So that's the what. If you're new to nano learning or you're curious about it, you might naturally be wondering if you can hear an example of how this would work. Well, stay tuned for the next episode as I continue with a practical example that you could feel free to listen to or maybe even steal if it's the kind of thing that you teach. Feel free also to share this episode, add it to your own nano learning library. But if you don't know, I actually make custom educational content. So if you have a topic that you want to see a five-minute video or even a two- or three-minute video on, ask me on my website, jimmyleonard.com slash podcast. And really, I know I might regret saying this, but really, try to stump me. What is the thing that you don't think someone could break down into a two-minute video? Tell me, and we're going to work together. We are going to figure this out. Make it happen. Hey, it is my joy to do this and have you listen Kicking at New School is a podcast about challenging some of the longstanding assumptions in education and exploring how we can reach this current generation. The highest compliment you could pay is sharing a link to this episode with your friends or on your social media. And please visit my website at jimmyleonard.com slash podcast to learn more, ask your questions, 
I am serious about telling me the topics that you want a nano lesson on. Try to stump me for real, but we'll get there next. So if you want to hear that example, keep listening. Kicking at New School continues in a moment. 